personal medical information. I wasn't well, that worried. Sorry, Nick, if, it's, uh, if people know about it. So you hadn't, you said, if you hadn't said that, I was going to say people don't need to know about your syphilis. Oh, thanks. Syphilis is one, like, it's a horrible disease, but it's one of those fun-worded diseases. I think it's because I of... I don't need it out on a podcast and recording of someone even jokingly saying that I've got that. <laughs> Well, you do now! Ah. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome to another episode of True North Nerd! Hooray! Yay. So, it's Kevin. Hello. And Ryan. That's me. And me. Hi, Brent. How's Brent, everybody Brent, 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 Everybody Brent, good? Brent, Brent. Good. So, we've My neck got... hurts, but... Uh, that sucks. <laughs> Especially, it's like... Neck and back issues. Whenever oh, yeah. you get them, you under you suddenly realize how that connected everything, everything else is to those parts. Which coming up in the news, I have a story. The, the, the perfect segue news story of all that <laughs> stuff. Oh. Ooh, Ryan's getting good. Um, so we're gonna talk the news and uh, what else are we talking about today? Uh, that's a very good question. Well, we have ideas, but I think a lot of it's just going to be let's Shoot throw some shit. stuff out here and see what sticks. Yeah. Um. It, well, it's just there's not a lot of movies out right now. Where we well, we're, I can't I, afford. I could It's come to the end of the month, and I can't afford to go see any movies. Actually, I had, oh shit! You guys, it was half price movie you know, points weekend. We could have gone seen movies for yes. Half I points. I did, but there wasn't anything left that I really wanted to see. No, Jenna and I have been like the last three weeks when she's been home on weekends and like let's go see a movie or not. <laughs> there's just not. Well, anything like we didn't super talk about Rambo on the show, did we? No, we didn't. Um, right, I guess right. that sort of passes within our genre, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And as much as Downton Abbey does, yeah, that was saw, one of the you saw Ad Astra, which I would have. I did see Ad Astra, yeah. Um, but we also have a bunch of news, so let's start with that, Ryan. Okay, start with the news, and we'll go right into the, the my little segue tease story. So, um, so this coming week, I guess by the time this airs, uh, the CW Arrowverse shows will have started airing. Sunday night, Supergirl and, and Batwoman Batwoman. come on, and then whatever night everything else is on during the week. So uh, Ruby Rose, our new Batwoman, mm-hmm. has been making the rounds. Uh, mm. She was on The Tonight Show the other day, oh, uh, talking about uh, being Batwoman and everything like this, and some of the little things that happened when they, they first put on the costume. So the first day when they were filming the pilot, and they put on the cowl, they found out the material it was made of, she's allergic to. Oh. So that always sucks. The way she explained it was when they first put it on in the morning and looked, it was kind of like, you know, she had the teenage acne kind of like rash looking thing. And then, boom. By the time, after like seven hours of shooting and they took it off, she said she looked like a burn victim. Oh. It's one of those horror movie faces that you're just like, ah. 
Um, so they ended up having to like remove some of the stuff inside, put some cotton mm. inside, do some layers to keep it off your skin, and finally find a workaround. But uh, also while they filmed the pilot, I guess she likes to do a lot of her own stunts. Yes. So she got hurt filming the pilot. Oh, I did read about this headline, yeah. And thought, um, because of the way the body works, thought she had either broke a rib or dislocated a rib. Because mm. that's where the pain was. Uh-huh. Uh, months go by thinking, okay, well, if it's a dislocated rib or whatever, it'll take time to go by, go by. Ribs are notoriously hard to heal because you can't cast them really. Nope. Exactly. You can't do much to it. You just kind of got to suck it up and... Uh, so she's filming a movie in Romania and it's just, just still in constant pain, sucks it up and sees a doctor there. Uh, they send the information back to her doctor stateside or whatever. And she's told that, yes, it's not ribs. It's your neck. The way everything's connected. Mm. They scanned MRI. She almost became a paraplegic. Whoa. She broke her neck in this accident on Batwoman and almost severed her spine. Like it was hanging on by a thread to the point where they told her if she moved her head the wrong way or did something jarring, she could become a para- paraplegic. So did they send her in for surgery or she something? Went, right yeah, after oh, yeah, she went right okay. under, you know, Apparently, well, she's fine now. She's got like a little well, scar on her neck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, the discs had herniated and it pretty much almost completely severed her spine. Yeah. And, oh. uh, yeah. So that would have been went, bad. Oh. Like just the lawsuits that would have come out of that. Well, just been... yeah. Instead of all the hype coming up for crossover, the the crisis crossover. Yeah, that would be all the hype down of, pretty yeah. quick. Oh my god, they killed Batwoman before the show even yeah, started. Yeah, it's and it's it's weird how the spine works like that, though, right? Like is like you can do a lot of damage, and sometimes it will take a little while to, to catch yeah. up. Like I know. Um, we're going to talk about him later. Stallone in the first uh, Expendables movie broke his neck. Yeah, the, that that scene where Stone Cold puts him through a brick wall is it the, put like him through a brick wall that he he like wrong uh, or something? Um, no, it's just like it was a fake brick wall, but just yeah. how he I guess just the force and how he hit and he's just old and battered at this point from doing all a lot of his own stunts during the eighties and. He needed, like, three pins or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, in some more happier CW DC-verse news, mm-hmm. uh, we got some interesting photos over the last couple of weeks. Oh, I've seen some of these. Uh, the first one that got, show, that got put out to the world was Brendan Routh in his Superman suit. Which looked pretty awesome. Which, uh, with the Kingdom Come coloring... Uh, no, yeah, Kingdom Come Superman coloring yeah. the mm-hmm. Black, mm-hmm. black and red ass... Looks really cool. There's a couple different images. One with of just him. There's one where they had like uh, characters from the Justice uh, Justice League uh, or, or was Justice, Justice Society in behind them, recreating that one Alex Ross uh, cover for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then there was a picture uh, that was tweeted out this week of the Arrowverse Superman and Lois Lane on the farm with. Uh, Tom Welling, yeah, who um, I don't know if we mentioned. It. I think that came out 
I think, I think we talked about it. Episodes. Oh, we, I thought we talked about it on the last well, episode. I don't know if we did or not, but uh, I guess I can take my, you know, check my notes real quick. Eh, but, that's uh, all right. From the um, Tom yeah, Welling, so Tom Welling, and another uh, Superman, and uh, and and uh, what's her name, Erica Durantz mm-hmm. yeah. is going to be lo- coming no back. No Rosenbaum, though. No. Well, it, assuming he's not pulling some sort of bullshit with Twitter. Because he came out yeah. on Twitter and said, like, he was visiting his grandfather in Florida. They wouldn't give him a script. It was for very little money. And they didn't wouldn't even really give him an idea of what he was doing. So he passed. Yeah. Which, I don't blame if him. That, if that's the, the true story, yeah. I don't blame that guy one bit. Like, you got to give him some reason to go. Yeah. Like, even if it's just a general plot point other than nostalgia, which... You know, Tom Welling's been the director on a bunch of the CW shows. It makes sense for him to, to be doing it. Um, I don't know the last thing I've seen some of these people who well, are coming Erica back Durant, for it. She's been on. She's now actually in, in the newer seasons as uh, Supergirl's mom. So yeah, so that that you know that's what's happening there. Uh, so if that means they're filming some of those episodes right now. Yep. Uh, Ghost Rider's been canceled on Hulu before it even started filming. Mm-hmm. But. It's because it sounds like Kevin Feige wants to put him in the movies. Or something. Yeah. Now, there seems to... Well, the movies ro- or Disney Plus movie-verse stuff. Yeah, the, there seems to be a big rumor floating around that live action is going to move away from... From Marvel, Marvel Television. To Marvel Studios. Which I was going to mention that. Yeah. So, and that's, that's part of it. Now... I'm uh, sure that makes Jeff Loeb very happy. Well, it's... Unfortunately, that's not who hired him, right? And, right. And I think when he got hired, they were still playing nice with one another. Oh, yeah. So, and the the other part of it is that Marvel Television will focus on animated stuff yeah. instead. So where does it, we haven't heard where this leads to the Hellstorm um, show? No, it's, it's currently still in pre-production, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. As of when I read the, art, uh, the thing about Ghost Rider, right in the art article, it said that this wasn't affecting that. That Hellstrom was still in production or still moving forward. Okay, but then that was also before the rumors of all the live action stuff. Yeah, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all that stuff. What, you know, now the other ones that you know, if you want to start reading into the rumors and the stories, it's, I, I keep seeing like every other day is a is a headline for either something we've already talked about and speculated, or it's other things like, well, yeah, that totally makes sense. It's like. Marvel wants uh, the guy that played Kingpin in the, the Netflix. To well, be how Kingpin could in, they not? Uh, <laughs> they, they want uh, uh, the, the Punisher to come back and be, you know, was uh, John Bernthal? Yeah, to be Punisher and uh, what's his name? Again, to be, I don't to blame be, him. Um, Daredevil. It's like, well, yeah, why not? That they were good at those roles. Of course, you want those. But let, let let's go complete fanboy here. Will, will we not all up and cheer if in the next Spider-Man movie? Matt Murdock is the lawyer for Spider-Man. So that's one of the articles I also read yes. on one of these sites where they're like, oh, well, maybe this you know, this means uh, what they're going to do is, yeah, Matt Murdock's going to be his lawyer. And then right in the same article, they're like, well, maybe if, if it's not him, then they'll bring in She-Hulk to bring his lawyer. It's like, stop listening to our podcast. Or at least yeah. keep, if you're going to keep listening, the timing credit, would, dude. The timing would make sense. It would, the Netflix deals would be mm-hmm. over by that point. At least Daredevil definitely would be because it was the first <laughs> show to go. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, yeah. I guess we should talk about that, because we didn't talk about that last episode. 
Because that okay. happened in between episodes. Yeah, because last episode we talked about how there was no deal. Yep, and yeah. how, like, eventually they would come back to the table. Yep. And they did. And they did. Mm-hmm. So, Is anyone surprised? No. Nope. Um, we called it last, last episode. It's for one movie. And at, at this point, that, I thought it was. I thought it was two. Well, one standalone, one Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie, three, and then Spider-Man to appear in another movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what's coming up that he would appear in? Well, that's the thing. Well, there's tons of stuff that they could. He could you know, who knows what they could have him appear in? Yeah, Shang Chi. It could be something for the next phase. When like the one rumor I read online is that it'll be that the, that next appearance won't be until the next phase. Mm. It'll be the next Avengers movie, which will be New Avengers. So it, since he is supposed to be in, so we know that the idea is one more movie that Marvel will be involved with. Do you think Sony phases out Peter Parker and brings in Miles, and then you have kind of a clean break, like with their sp- if they don't want to do that deal after this movie, they have a Spider-Man who's not involved in any of that stuff whatsoever. I think Tom Holland is too popular for them to just let him go like that. Yeah, so I think that they've pretty much come right out and said that that Tom Holland Spider-Man can appear in the next Venom movie. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to start having him appear in those movies, um, I think it, as far as they're concerned, they don't care if you know more or less you know what happens to him in the next movie yeah. as long as he's still around because they can just keep doing what they want. I, I've seen a couple of people like, well, Disney can just buy Sony, and like, nah, that's not happening. No, you'd be better off to let Apple buy Sony yeah. and then the Spider-Man. And the Spider-Man deal, yeah, it's void. But uh, what'll probably happen, and I've seen some people speculating, oh, will, will Marvel write a Spider-Man Endgame? And, you know, it's like, I can't see Marvel writing Spider-Man, out, or at least Sony, even Sony letting them write him out of the movie, like finish off his story, or because they're going to want to continue his story if they don't continue uh, deals with Yeah, them. maybe. Um, I can see it being it won't uh, possibly not being a movie that uh, or leaving it open ended, so it doesn't you know it could be like this third movie in case they want to come so back then, to the table at some point. Yeah, so like if if Marvel gets more movies with them, great. If they don't, well, they've told their Spider Man story, mm. but they still have a contract with him to show up in another movie and something else. So you're mm-hmm. not gonna kill. Him yeah, off. but that might also be before the Spider Man movie happens. But I doubt it because Spider Man's coming out in. 2021? Yes. That's assuming that happens. Movies can yeah. get pushed back and that would be and stuff. The, I know that's another big story, too, because it'll be that year, if they do, that'll be four Marvel movies in one year. <laughs> like, put out by Disney Marvel. Yeah. Or part of the MCU. Yeah. Plus two Disney Plus shows. Yeah, because which one? They should be out by then. Which one? Uh, be, be WandaVision hmm. and Loki, I think. Is, uh, is... Spider-Man rumored as part of the... Was he listed as part of the cast in the the What If, the animated show? I haven't heard. I don't remember. Because they put that giant photo up with everybody who was going to be involved at some point. And I can't remember if he was in it or not. Well... Oh. <laughs> just a yeah. just an like, a, like does that, that count as an appearance or no, is that something completely separate? I think that'd be something completely separate because it's animated. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's not. Yeah. It's it, those deals. It depends how it's structured, right? Is yeah. like so it, after Samuel Jackson's deal, they started re, started structuring them a little different because they they realized that they wasted an appearance on an Agent of Shield episode. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, and because it, it, they worked, it was something along the lines of like. 
he was going to be done before they thought he was going to be done, and oh, okay. he got a little bit of a, a contract extension and boost. Otherwise known as money. money. Lots of money. Uh, okay, so I guess we can go staying in this whole Disney realm. I got two different stories. Uh, which one do you want to talk about, A or B? Let's B. 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 Okay, so Bob Iger, B for Bob. Uh, yeah, just, oh, he's smart. Yeah. Uh, Bob Iger <laughs> put a book out. And yep. he's the former CEO of Disney. Current mm-hmm. CEO he's of true. Disney. So why is he yep. put a book out? Because he, he was supposed, supposed to be. be. Yeah. He, oh, okay. he extended his contract. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought, but then I couldn't see, so I was like, oh, He yeah. was supposed to be gone, and then they bought Fox, and they, they asked him to stay on to help stick shepherd around. the entire okay. thing through. Yeah, I think, plus, I think he wants to stick around until the end of of uh, the Skywalker saga and the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Those are two pretty big events that Disney and has. Disney Plus and Disney Plus around. gets, yeah. Okay, so, but, so speaking of Star Wars... And the Skywalkers, and I guess he's got some quotes in his book about uh, talking about uh, George Lucas's reaction yep. to the new movies, and how uh, I guess he was kind of upset or disappointed that uh, you know he sold the, the franchise, got like four billion dollars. It was like two billion dollars and two billion in stock or whatever. Uh huh. Got, got a lot of money. Paid. And uh, said, "Oh well, here's my plan for the next trilogy." And they well, said, sort of. Disney had to buy that as part of the deal. Like oh, apparently, yeah. like that wasn't included oh, originally. Okay, uh, or at least that's how it read on like the 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 bit of the book that had that. Now it was an excerpt. It sounded like you had they had to buy that separately, or it was uh, throw in more money in order to get that. Okay. Well, either way, I'm sure that it was more of a... You know, at that point, they didn't know what they were going to be doing with it anyway. $4 billion or whatever it was. Yeah. Throw in another couple thousand. What's a drop in the bucket at that point? And uh, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't use it. Apparently, his idea was to start delving into midichlorians and uh, the... Ugh. The wise? The, the, the oh, the... The... Uh, the the guy the, the the name is used it for uh, what's his name uh, Donnie Yen's guys and yeah, the ones uh, that they worship yeah yeah just the W oh I forget it yeah it's I'm bad the, the wills the wills the wills yes and all this kind of stuff and well yeah that's not what we got in our <coughs> no yeah well it's I it's got to be like you know my my feelings about his. Hi, Petra. <laughs> His writing aside, he did put a lot of work into those movies and in, in that universe. And even though, like, you know, he sold it off or whatever, and he's like, well, here's my ideas, guys. And, like, for them, they're like, um, eh, no, it probably, hurt, like, personally hurts a little oh, bit, I right? Totally, like, I get it. But at least they did use some of the idea. Like, they did use the character or like, the idea of the... Of the... Oh, you just said it. I already forgot. Wills, the wills. wills. Uh, by, by by naming dropping them in Rogue One. Yeah, it's and, and Star some of that stuff has been shown up in the cartoons, like in in Rebels and stuff. But. Yeah, one of the things is is like I don't. He should sort of respect that because, as we've mentioned before, Lucasfilm are the kings of using old stuff for new things later on. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the Mandalorian. Right, we don't know anything about the show other than. The weapon he's wielding looks a heck of a lot like Boba Fett's gun in Star Wars: The An- the, the Holiday Special. Oh, <laughs> it's that that forked rifle you see on his back is what Boba Fett's doing. Like, 
Um, the, they will reuse concept art for mm-hmm. different characters. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 Darth Maul concept art when they were thinking about making Darth Maul a woman. Um, they ended up using as part of the 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 Night Sisters. In, the Seventh uh, Sister. No, the uh, the witches of Darthmir. Darthmir, yeah. Yeah. So like, the women from the same planet that he's from. Yeah, and they use them in the in Clone Wars. The and, oh. the other ones are yeah, that you know at the end or the middle of Episode Three, where Obi Wan visits that planet and the the Separatists are already there. The the chunk where he. Yep. Yeah, what yeah. those guys who first talked to him when he lands on the planet that was concept art for Darth Maul as well. Oh, yeah, it's they they they've always reused stuff like that. Nothing it is they're very economical that way. Nothing ever goes to waste. No. But yeah, um do you have the other part of that uh, that uh, Bob Iger book that came out uh, where no, where he not, talks not the... about an unnamed Marvel executive? It's now they don't mention who it is, but so it's somebody won't. very high up at Marvel who possibly works for the current president of the United States. And the issues that Kevin Feige was having with this high up individual mm. and what led to to Marvel Studios being slid off from uh from the the t- from the, from the Marvel. Marvel company, <laughs> but that might be interesting to read. Yeah, um, it, it it is unusual that for like you said, like that's a book that usually comes out after somebody's done working there. Yeah, because then you can bury everybody yeah. and get away with it. Now he's still in charge. I guess now he's still well, in charge. Yeah, you, you can bury everybody and get yeah, away with, with it anyway. That's true. Uh, he's done a lot of big things for that company. Oh, yeah. No. He, did he come in? Was he like right in after Eisner? Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, so uh, staying in the same realm, uh, everyone's favorite producer, uh, Kevin Feige, is reportedly he'll be developing stuff for Star Wars now, uh, or developing a Star Wars project. To 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 quote Kevin from earlier this episode, does this surprise anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he is a very effective movie producer. It, it does not surprise me a bit that they're doing that, if that's true. And how much money has he already made for Disney? Yeah. Right. Whether it's they went to him or he went to them and was like, you know, you got that, that Star Wars thing over there. You know, can I play with that for a little while? Sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's already, I guess he's been on record as, like, as much as he was a, I guess, a comic book fan, he was a Star Wars geek before he was ever a comic book Marvel geek. Yeah. So, and I guess he's already got ideas or an idea for for one of his uh, former Marvel or even currently just for one of the, the, the stars that have been in one of the Marvel movies. Which has led to Brie Larson and Chris Evans both volunteering to be in the next Star Wars movie that he makes. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think Chris Evans looks. It was a Vanity Fair article that tweeted out. It was like, oh, I wonder who... From you know, Marvel and then because I was like me me me. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. It, it's it, and it's a good fit. What actually more surprises me is that he doesn't have like a pet project that's not involved with any of that stuff that Disney won't be bankrolling, yeah. unless it's something we don't know about yet. Right. Like, and yeah. he's already involved in so much. I don't think he'd have time to do anything like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Well, they they re-upped his Marvel deal at one point too. So. Yeah. Do you think Richard Donner gets really good gifts from him and Jeff Johns at Christmas? 
Because it, it, it's it, it's Donner, isn't it? That yeah. They both started off as like his PAs or yep. something, yeah. and didn't one of them was his and one of them was his wife's. Yeah, but they worked together. Yeah, no, so I know. I'm just, yeah. But yeah, no, exactly. They both have connections to him. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Uh, so we had that, and then uh, let's stay with Star Wars for a little bit. Did you all see the um, the preview of Rise of Skywalker that was on that? Um, Disney Disney special this weekend? No. No, I missed that because I was watching something else jumping back and forth. So they, they showed a nice long uh, trailer teaser of for Rise of Skywalker right near the end of their two-hour special behind the scenes of Galaxy's I Edge. Of behind, I watched the, more of the first hour, less of the second hour because I, I was watching NCIS Los Angeles at the same time. Oh. So one of my shows was on. Yeah, so, I mean, it looks good. There, Anything new in the footage that you saw, really? Um, there were a lot of people in the Falcon. Uh, well, that's the ship they escaped from. <laughs> that's the ship that had what was left of the, of the Resistance. Yep. Uh, there was a woman with a large afro. Oh, um, that's the, that's the, she's got an action figure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. If it's the one that, yeah, that's yeah. her name. Anyway, New actress. there were uh, lots of there was it was a good five minute trailer oh, teaser. No. I'll have to look it yeah, up. I'm sure it's on YouTube at this point. Probably, and that the the they stated in that special that the Rise of the Resistance ride during in the course of the Rise of the Resistance attraction, you will be chased by Kylo Ren for 15 minutes. <laughs> nice. So that means it's a long ride. There, the rumor is that the entire experience will take twenty three minutes. Wow, that is because <laughs> the like most rides work on the idea get you in, get you out. Like you enjoy it, but like the if they can get you have the maximum amount of fun for the shortest amount of time, so they can get that turnover going. Yeah. Like kind of like McDonald's in a weird way. This attraction just sounds amazing. It uses these um, trackless vehicles. Yeah. And the, at one point, the trackless vehicle syncs up with a motion control base, so it becomes a simulator ride, and then it and then it syncs up with a bit of a drop um, a drop ride. And now we know why budgets were cut on other parts of that. Yeah, park. It, it's there's, Jesus full size. <laughs> At-ats in the hangar There are 50 animatronic stormtroopers. An army of animatronic stormtroopers. So, um, it is the most technologically advanced attraction Disney has ever built. So, uh, that's why it's been delayed, but they need to get it open this year. So, and if all goes according to plan, I'll be writing it in February. (laughs) They filmed bits with, uh, a lot of the main cast. Oh yes, Poe's in it. Poe, Ray, Finn, Finn, and Kylo. I assume that's part of their film. Contract. They filmed it while they were filming Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's got to be included. Too. Oh yeah, like, same way. This, you're doing the ride. We have the. We can use your voiceover for the those animated oh, yeah, you're shorts for all of it. I'm sure. Right? Yeah. So here, yep. This yeah. much for this. This much for that. This much for that. They all seem pretty excited to be part of a Disney ride. So. Oh, so Ryan and I saw bits and pieces of the toy reveal last week. Oh yes, and watching because Triple oh. Force Friday is this Friday. Friday, or if you're listening to this next week, last Friday. Friday. Um, but watching the enthusiasm that they all have, even like Anthony Daniels and Billy D. Williams, where it's got to be like a little bit old at this point, mm. they're at least able to fake it a bit, and like it, like when. 
Billy D. Williams sees this Funko Pop, he, there's a, a like a, a definite smile. Kind of <laughs> he kept talking about how they got the hair right. It's like he was really impressed with how the how the hair looked. I love that he was the narrator for that special. Yeah, and he sounded good too. He did sound good he, for a guy he, of his age. A few times when you've seen him when they pull him out for these live things. Where he looked, he was looking a little old and sounding a little well, a step can't... behind. But then when they have him do these, like when you have him on these voiceover things, I know that, yeah, you can, you know, to do another take, do another take, all these takes to get that work right. That's how that works. But he sounded good. Uh-huh. Like he sounded like a young Billy D. I yeah. always liked him whenever they got him for Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah. He was all, he, like, he That's does saying, definitely like, he, puts he in. He does a good voice, uh, voiceover work. Yeah. And. Like an honestly decent actor too. Oh, like yeah. not uh, the most stellar of actors, but like was anyone in the original Star Wars? No, uh, that's a very valid point. Harrison Ford's probably the best out of the lot. Uh huh. Or well, Alec Guinness. Say, well, Alec, oh, Guinness. Yeah. Alec Guinness. Yeah, Alec Guinness. But like, it's I saw him so years ago when I had my previous podcast. I used to get screeners of movies from Anchor Bay Entertainment, which is now no longer existent because it got bought out, bought out. Now it's whatever they had is part of E1, I believe. And um, they sent me a thriller horror movie that he was a star in. I put star in quotes of like, hey, we're using his name to partially sell it. And he was in the movie for a grand total of like, he probably did two days of shooting, if that. But he was the standout of it. Like, it always been like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. This movie is garbage, but he's pretty good in it. Now, didn't somebody just buy E1 during Fan Expo? Uh, you, yeah. There's a story about the, uh, uh, was it the, the, the record label that was owned by them. Oh, yeah. um, It's now owned by... Was it Disney? No, Hasbro. Hasbro, that's what it was. Yeah, because Hasbro owns E1, which means they... Hasbro, the the people who give us Transformers and G.I. Joe... And Barbie. And Barbie owns Death Row Records. Because E1 at some point bought Death Row Records assets. Yep. That's what it was. Yeah. Peppa Pig. Yep. That means you can probably make like Peppa Pig Tupac T-shirts <laughs> legally. Next, is there uh, anything left? Well, I was just gonna, I was going to talk about Triple Force Fridays now. Mm. So I, no, not, once this is out, you can find all kinds of brand new Star Wars merch. Follow us on Facebook to see what Ryan and I pick up this weekend, if anything. Oh yeah, well, we can, I guess the only reason we wouldn't is if, by some some reason, when we get to Toys R Us on Friday morning, it's already gone. Well, that wall that Walmart is trying its damnedest to get rid of stuff before Friday. Yeah, I found I went to the Walmart last night, and they had the the new wave of uh, the of the figures out minus the Mandalorian. So I grabbed one. They made one of the second sister, which is one of the Inquisitors, uh-huh. from the video game. So I. I'll try and buy this one because they're on the shelf. Well, if we can get it early, I'll get it early. Go up to the self checkout because the, there's only like two tills open and the lines were long. So I'm like, okay, I'll do the self checkout, scan it, and it comes up. So needing assistance and the lights blinking. You know, like, so the, the young woman that was working there came over and she tried scanning it with her thing and tried putting in the number by hand and she didn't understand what was going on and I looked at the screen. You already knew what was, knew going, what was going, going on, on but you're like I was playing fingers dumb. crossed maybe yeah. she'll just go for it because every once in a while that happens. Every once in a while you'll go up and it doesn't scan right and they just go well how much is it or well, how much do you think it's worth? 
And you say, either you tell them the right price or you tell them a little cheaper. Okay. Or they're like, I, I don't know. And they're like, oh, $10 sound fine? Like, yeah. It's been a long time since that's happened. Yeah. But, uh, so she called over her, like, like one of the supervisor yellow vest employees came over. And I already knew what was going on because we had on the screen it said, you know, street date violation cannot sell. Right. And, uh. So she came over and she's like, well, what's it say? And she's like, uh, uh, no, it won't work. It won't work. And she's like, what does it say? Like you, That it's a street date? You can't sell Yeah, you can't sell it. And she's like, okay, well, yeah, no. And she's like, no, she apologized to me. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I told her, well, you know, you might want to go and do something about the shelf full of toys that you have out on your toy. This department. would be the second time this Walmart has done this wow. for these toys. Because Ryan, the best one, Ryan took a photo of. Well, um, yeah, there's... A straight arm, like it's the, like the, a the, the shittier ones that are like the the eight to twelve inch toys that just have like a straight arm. Yeah, uh, I saw them on a cart out in the toy section with a post-it note and written on it says, "Do not put on shelf till October 4th. So either someone had put them out, found them, they can't not supposed to be out there. Uh. Back, but there's other stuff like the three and three quarter inch figures uh, have been out on the shelf there for a while. I guess they, they must not be doing I guess not, something about that yeah. one. Weird. So, and then there's been reports of people buying it at other Walmarts. Yeah, in basically people people badgering Walmart staff or getting the one who's like, yeah, just 20 bucks, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Friday morning, Brent and I are going to go to Toys R Us for open, which is what? what, what time 6 a.m. I believe it's 10. Was it that late? Yeah. Good. I'm off on Friday, so... I'll yeah. double, we'll doing... double check that oh, tomorrow. Yeah. We'll make our game plan. Oh, yeah. While we're watching AEW wrestling. Yeah. But uh, I guess the only local Walmart that's doing a midnight opening is Vaughn. And I'm not no, driving. Toys R Us. Or is the Walmart doing one, too? Because oh, Toys R Us. Yeah. Sorry, Toys R Us. Right. The only local Toys R Us that's doing a midnight opening is Vaughn. And I Toys R Us... Uh, um, Mayfield opens at 9.30 on Friday. There we go. There we go. Yeah, see, I even got a email from Toys R Us today. Yeah, to remind you to go to the store and spend money at them. Like midnight openings, and it, mm. but it only shows that yeah, it's like only like four different stores, and it's like one in Ontario. Mm. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. But better than the U.S., where we have lots of toy stores. Yeah. Oh, I've got... You got <laughs> one more? Bless you. Thank you. I've got three more things. Okay. Quick ones. Uh, I saw a trailer for a new BBC series that's coming called, uh, I guess, they're, they're, make, they're remaking War of the Worlds. Yes, I saw yeah. that as well. But, like, in the UK, like, in, in, in England, more specifically around London. Like the book is. Was the book? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I, just, I, don't, I don't know War of the Worlds as the original, uh, you know, based on the original radio right. broadcast. Yeah. Uh, it's always my reference to right. Uh, so this and it takes place during the Edwardian period, like the book is. Okay, I don't know. Like I said, uh, for those of you who were like me and didn't know what the hell that what means, uh, that is the time period of between uh, like nineteen oh one to nineteen ten. Yep. Sometimes encompassing uh, the start of World War One, depending on, yeah, you know, I guess who you're talking. To. Should I say it again? Like the book is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. It's going to be coming. It's going to be airing in Canada on a cha- on a channel because I actually saw a commercial for it on, oh. on Rogers. It was like, I don't know, like. Not uh, on Space? 
Not, not on space. We don't, there's no such channel as oh, space sorry, any longer. CTV sci-fi. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, but I don't know. It might, might be, but it was like I turned my TV on when I was going to bed last night, and so it comes up on that mm. the default channel, which just has advertising. And it was like, tune in. It was a like channel like 400 and something. T and E. Oh, like travel uh, and entertainment was going to be doing oh, it or yeah. something like this? I, was, I have no idea. So, so we might be able to find it somewhere. Otherwise, there's, there's I, I, I kind of look forward to seeing that because weirdly, even though it's how it is in the book, it's a fresh oh, a take book? on it for the, yeah. for a video version of it. Yeah. It usually takes place in the United States for whatever reason. Because nobody knows there's a book. Mm. It's one of the it's one of the the things that I like. I I kind of wish. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen had been closer to the comic book and also done much better than the the movie did because the second comic, War of the Worlds, happens. So oh, it's those guys cool. fighting those tripods. That, that, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, so there's no, I saw that I was interested in. Uh, you're the one who pointed this one out to me uh, that they hired uh, an actress to play the Baroness uh, in the upcoming Snake Eyes movie. Yep. Uh, and I looked into who the actress is, Ursula Cor- Corbero. Very European name. Uh, and she is one of the stars of the popular series Money Heist, which you can watch on Netflix, which is a Spanish show, which I've been watching. Yeah, I hear it's good, and it is pretty good. I'm only I'm into the second season. I haven't. I kind of fell off of it for a bit, but uh, it's only like it's it's English dubbed on Netflix. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what a real voice sounds like, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's pretty, so she fits that part as far as yep. being the Baroness. Mm. So hopefully she can act. Oh, she can act okay. Well, at least as far as you voice, can tell. So. Yeah. And she in this movie in, in Money Heist, you know, she uses guns and uh, she like wields weapons and oh, okay. like, uh, you know, it's a, big, it's, a, it's a heist. It just throws an interesting like thing in like we had assumed this was going to be Snake Eyes the origin, yeah. but. But maybe not so much. Maybe not? Question mark? Yeah. Uh, and then my last little bit. Uh, we all talked about it earlier before recording. Just today we got a new, the first Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. a trailer. Fighting for longest title of the film for next year. But yes. I looked all right. Um, Kevin and- be fun. Harley has hyenas. Yeah, she does. Kind of joked about maybe we'll get them, and then yeah, she actually has hyenas in this, which looked really cool. Like she was like doing the whole spaghetti scene, or like eating some kind of snack with one of them, and mm. and that it, it's as I was saying beforehand, it really looks like Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connors run on the book, which on Harley, yeah. It, he is beyond stoked about it. If you follow Jimmy on uh, social media and stuff, so we will try and get Jimmy on when the movie comes out and get his uh, two cents for it. It's uh, yeah. Um, uh, the only thing is, is Kevin and I have the same problem of who oh. is everybody yeah. is because n- nobody's really wearing costumes in it. Like you and McGregor, we know as Black Mask. Yeah, he looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, which is good i suppose but uh so we figured out the the woman on the motorcycle with the helmet who is played by uh mary elizabeth weinstead who uh best known i guess for us for either death proof or or not death proof uh what was the yeah would have been 
It's a, it's one of the the Grindhouse movies. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen those. Um, and also she was in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Um, she's Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim. No. Yeah. She is the Huntress. Okay, so now I'm even more interested. And because everybody loved Ramona, like Ramona Flowers, and oh. movie, especially when she had the purple hair. Okay, so. I like the part in the trailer when they're driving and she's like, here, hold this for me. And she gives the girl a lit stick of dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think the girl that you see on stage is Black Canary. I was going to say, yeah. That would that make sense. sense. I yeah, forgot Black Canary movie. was in this movie. Yeah. And uh, weirdly, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, so maybe it's wrong, because Rosie Perez is in this film. And I was like, Who she's playing Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya. <laughs> it's like, all right. She would have been perfect as Renee Montoya, like in like mid 90s, but I guess, you know, older Renee Montoya, too. It's, I, I'll go see it. I, oh, you yeah. know, well, I like Suicide Squad. So yep. it's. Well, we, like I said, we, well, we've said before, I think we saw Suicide Squad two times in theaters, at least. I, I liked it. Sure I did, yeah. So. The Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Yeah. What did it win an Oscar for? Costumes. Costumes. I think or something. Uh, something like that. One of yeah. those. It was one of those technical. So speaking of movies, uh, we all saw a couple that sort of fall into uh, the the genre realm of this show. Yes. Uh, we'll start with Kevin. And, even and if they don't, we're going to talk about them anyway. Yeah, that's true. It is our, it's show. our show. Uh, we'll we'll start with Kevin and uh, Downton Abbey. No, Downton right. Abbey. I love the Downton Abbey movie, but I love the TV show. I so. saw a review of it from a guy named Movie Bob uh, who uh, works for The Escapist, and he's like, "I haven't seen the TV show." And he found the movie easy to follow. The actors were pretty good. He thought the story was decent. Yeah, was like. It's incredibly well filmed. He's like, don't expect like, shoot 'em ups and and blo- things exploding. Yeah, it's like, uh, seven it's out of ten for by, him. Is, it's not it, made by Michael Bay. There oh, is Bay's Downton Abbey. There is an assassination attempt at one point because the king and queen oh, are coming to yeah. Downton. Uh, but it was Who's just the king and queen. Um, the Edwardians, I believe. Uh, actually, just, yeah, no. It's set in 1923. One. This movie is set in 1923. Oh, isn't it after World War One? No. What time? No, the the TV series made it through World War One, and yeah. we're past that. It's the, oh, so this does this take doesn't take place said, after 20, the show. No, it's after twenty three. Yeah, nineteen twenty three. Okay. Yeah, you guys are both saying the same thing. Yeah, but I could have sworn that one isn't one of the characters a soldier in World War One. He was. Yeah, we said the show takes place and went through World War One. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so it would be after, after World, World War One. So yeah, that's what yeah. you said too. You both said. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was just really nice to spend time with these characters again. Yeah. A couple of characters get a short shift. You know, like there's not much for them to do, mm-hmm. and then if a couple of characters get a whole heck of a lot to do, and uh, so I could see them making a Downton Abbey movie every two three years just to check in with these people again. Let's see how well this. This one does well. It was, it, sure it was the number one movie the weekend it came out. Yeah, but I'm not sure how much it costs either. I would assume not a lot, so it's probably doing okay. Yeah, it's just uh, so. Uh, but the other movie I saw the very next day was Ad Astra, the new Brad Pitt goes looks like it goes to outer space and drives around in a dune buggy. Yeah. Uh, my take on it is that it's trying really, really hard to be 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Except 
it was slower paced than that. Ooh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> like Star Trek 1 slow? <laughs> yeah. 2001 is slow paced. Oh. Uh, yeah. See, I wanted to see this movie, and now you're telling me you're saying this. It's very. I I'll wait until I can watch it on my couch. It's very pretty. It's a very, very pretty movie. Um, a lot of space movies tend to be lately. I missed out on Gravity. Yeah. And I missed out on Interstellar. Well, that's why I went to this one, because I didn't go to see Gravity or Interstellar, and, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll go to movie? see. I want to maybe I'll see it on the big screen. Uh, there's. It just. What's the runtime? It's it's around two hours. It's not a super long movie. Yeah, does it, feel like it just it's like I just wanted things to happen, and there are characters in it that you're like, well, why doesn't she just go with him, or why doesn't he just do? It's like, why are you making these dumb decisions? And uh, so the premise of the the plot of the movie is that Brad Pitt is an astronaut. And there have, uh, his father was also an astronaut. So he's following in his father's footsteps. His father was on a mission to Neptune. And uh, the ship disappeared and he was declared dead. But um, these mysterious signals, uh, pulses have started coming from Neptune and disrupting power across the solar system. And it turns out, uh, of course, that he... The father, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones, by the way, yeah. is not dead. So the space agency recruits Brad Pitt's character to send a message to his father. And yeah, there's a lot of rockets. So it was okay? Watch yeah. Netflix? Uh, yeah, if it, if it shows up on Netflix, I would watch it. But I wouldn't rush to the theater to see it. Okay, it's pretty. It's a pretty movie, you know. Uh, when it's when it's outside of tin can rocket ships, you know, like space, you know. Fair <laughs> yeah, I I think it's set in about the year twenty fifty. I think uh, okay. so. It's yeah uh there was no tech that looked super super advanced except it looks familiar, but just. Yeah, uh, the like one technology versions of what we already they have. They have the technology to go fast enough to get to Neptune in less than oh, I think it took him six months to get to Neptune. That's pretty quick. Yeah, and uh, and they have the technology to sort of talk in almost real time, you know. With but other than, yeah, but other than that, it's I kept watching it thinking. The Expanse does inter- interstellar system travel better than this. It takes time to get places. Yeah. So, um, the yeah. Expanse just does science. science I, so well. I kept comparing it to The Expanse because it's sort of the same sort of sphere. It's not, we're not going to another galaxy or another solar system where everything takes place within our... Yeah, it, it, once upon a time it would have almost been hard science fiction, yeah. but ne- it's not even that because it, you know, some of it's not even like based on real science, which is what hard science fiction was yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a Mars base and there's, yeah. you know, um, the moon is like a place people go on vacation. Uh, yeah. Be boring as shit vacation. Yeah, it's like a mall. And you get to go up there and you want to see the remnants it's of like the Autobot <laughs> ship that crashed there. Uh, you get to check out the, uh, the, the, the lunar rover. 
That's sitting up yeah. there, man. Come on. There's a pretty cool um, car chase on the moon. Yeah, see? I mean, well, that's in all the trails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's about the most action-packed sequence of the movie. Yeah. Oh, that and the killer monkey. Killer monkeys the Killer monkey? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's what happened to all those rest So that's at Astra. Yeah, no. I'd yeah, give it a, out of 10, I would give it about a 6. Ooh. Brad Pitt's good in it. He's he's fine. Brad Pitt's pretty good in everything, though. Yeah. I feel like, like mopey Brad Pitt yeah. playing a character 20 years younger than he actually is. Well, he, he gets <laughs> to do that because he's a male in Hollywood. Right, right. Like, I'm like, and how, how old's the leading lady he's got? Probably there, he doesn't have one. Oh, wow. The close... Well, there is a girlfriend. Liv Tyler plays his girlfriend, but oh, you dude, you hardly her ever see her. She's just sort of in remembrances. Mm. And the other only other woman that has any role of substance is... Oh, my God. I'm going to blank on her name. She was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Kobe Smulders? No. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it was the second highest rated show on the I watched the, the first episode and I enjoyed it. Comics it great. Uh, it Ruth Nega. Ruth Nega is there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she was also in. She was in, um, she was in something Preacher. Yeah, because she plays uh, Tulip in it. Yeah. Uh, and also Donald Sutherland is in it, so there you go. All right. Well, not an That's overwhelming that Astra. review, but they no. can't all be winners. So tell me about Rambo. Let's see. Where do we start? There was um, Knives. Okay. Jabbed into people. There well, were no, bullets okay, so jabbed into people. So uh, the first part of the movie, a little slow, not, not, but it builds up a little bit of a plot. Um, Rambo's niece. Uh, gets essentially uh, kidnapped by a Mexican cartel. Which his niece that he has been raising, so it's pretty much what I'd well say his adopted daughter. daughter. Okay. And um, uh, when things go bad with that, uh, Rambo uh, sets things up to murder them all. Well, isn't like that special? Horrifically, there's, but there, it's awesome. There's stuff during that movie which... And we went and saw it with Rex and his son and mm. Ed, and I was watching it and thinking, I know like, knowing Rex has a daughter, I almost wonder, I wanted to ask him afterwards how some of that stuff with the niece and everything. Yeah. I don't, when I was watching it, I was feeling uncomfortable. And I was just thinking, like, if I had a daughter well, and I was watching this. Yeah. Did you want, you haven't seen the Rambo before this, right? The one in Burma? I just saw the parts when he blew everybody up at the end. Okay. So, um, this shares, oh, it's raining outside. Um, yeah. this shares, uh, something with the, the last one that is very cartoony for both of them. And maybe, I, I haven't watched three and two in a while, so maybe it's in those two. Um, the they point out that a bad guy's bad by making him absolutely terrible. Yeah. Like so, the evil general in Burma in uh, in John Rambo or Rambo, the the one before this. Not only is he forcing people like 
innocent Burmese people to be in his army. Not only is he just shooting people at will, he's also a pedophile, and he also rapes women, too. Like, you know, like, it's like, just nailing it on the head is like, this guy is the bad guy. (laughs) Like, there's no redeemable things about him. It's okay that he's gonna have his head chopped off. And and they did that kind of with this. The, The other thing I think you could probably point out a little bit is the there's the two sides to the argument. The bad guys in this are a Mexican drug cartel and then human trafficking, yeah. which obviously exists and is oh, really yeah. horrible. Especially, there are parts of Mexico that have travel advisory warnings. Well, and the, thing, the stuff that they showed that these guys did, is that's not made up. No. That happens. Uh, yes. And the, the other side of it is, you can also see, is, well, it's, you know, Mexican actors getting forced, not forced, but portraying. Drug dealers and yeah. and rapists and scuzzbags, right? Like they, it, it, but you know, I I don't know. Is maybe if they had given Rambo a a Hispanic sidekick with redeeming qualities, maybe that would have helped out in that <laughs> portion a little bit. Well, but, but it he also did, doesn't. He had his niece uh, Hispanic and the mother. Uh, yeah, I guess, and the the woman who saves him because yeah. her sister was trafficked at one yeah. point. But there's also like. The revenge fantasy aspect of it, of him just murdering everybody. Oh, he goes home, sets his, gets to work on setting a plan. That he gets a map out of his property, and a bolt, and then like a backhoe, and starts digging trenches, and then setting bombs. He's got underground tunnels already because you know he's Rambo and he's crazy and he lives underground. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, on Although his farm. I, I did have my interesting theory of that movie's all in his head. Because he's taking anti what you presume are antipsychotic meds during the movie, and then he stops taking them. Yeah, and, and then he kills everybody. And then he kills everybody. I'm like, what if? What if this is all in his head? He stopped medication, and he's just like murdering hobos somewhere. <laughs> that would have a real twist would have been if he stopped taking the medication, and then at the end of the movie, after all the sequences, and we see what we see. Mm. Uh, if it was a different sequence, and it turned out that. He's just kind of slumped over in his pickup truck on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. had a stroke it's a or something. Ladders. And, yeah, <laughs> it's all been in his head. And, um, overall, like it, it's, it's a Rambo movie. It's a Rambo movie, and it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. Like oh, okay. it, it's like it gets to the point pretty quickly. And, and when the action starts, it doesn't stop. Okay, like he and and you, when you see him building traps, you get to see him use every one of those traps that he built. Because you, know, you see him like hang these spikes, and you're like, "Oh, that's gonna suck." And then, yeah, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, like there's a part where there's some kind of metal rod, and it comes it's a, on a spring-loaded thing at head level, and it comes out, and you see it from a profile mm. view, and it's real quick. Thankfully, because whatever these bars are, or whatever they go like halfway into the person's head, and you see like the indent of the space left behind as the pull. It's like, yeah, it's some there's some gruesome stuff in this movie. <laughs> Like the end of shot, yeah. Well, the the last bad guy, yeah, right out of the Temple of Doom. <laughs> My favorite kind of movie. Yeah, it's not for everybody, but it's it's a, definitely a throwback to the eighties oh, action yeah. movie that Rambo came out of. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rambo's two through this one, which would be uh, four, five, five. Because Rambo one is. Rambo 1, much like Rocky, is actually like an action drama. It's about a guy with PTSD who gets pushed too far. And... But, uh, yeah, so, enjoyable. Um, 
I'd say a cheap night at the theaters at least. Oh yeah, either if you if you would like that type of movie. If you like right. Rambo movies, then it's worth watching. If you did not like the last Rambo movie, this movie will do nothing to change your mind on it. I don't know if I've ever seen a Rambo movie. You should watch the first one. That would be that would be my my recommendation because the first one's actually like it's like Rocky where like Rocky is a sports drama, right? Right. It is it, Rambo the First Blood is very much. Like yeah, an action drama about a soldier with PTSD, PTSD and back. like this shithead sheriff just pushes him and he snaps and blows up half a small town in Vancouver. Nice, yeah, but it's it's pretty good. Although Jen's theory is is that it could all have been stopped if somebody had just given Rambo a hug. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Is the sheriff giving him a hug mm-hmm. and, and a donut instead of kick, trying to run him out of town? Yeah. So uh, before we we go. This might end up being a shorter episode. So this oh, is something that. Uh, oh, oh, you've got something. Well, there's something I wanted. To, something I did. Oh, okay. Before you, so I went to the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Was, let's was, talk about that. I was Ghostbuster for a day, or at least part of a day, which is probably how I hurt my neck. But uh, because I'm old and falling apart, apparently. Uh, the Barry Public Library had their Barry Public Library Comic Con um, mm-hmm. with cosplayers and. You know, from what all I heard and all I saw, there was a great turnout. Everybody yep. had a fun day. Uh, the featured cosplayers that uh, Snowhawk cosplay was uh, in charge of wrangling, they all came out and had great costumes, and uh, the kids enjoyed them and took lots of pictures with people. I got my picture taken. Uh, the mayor of Barry was yeah, very I saw excited that. to see uh, uh, um, Stuart, the other Ghostbuster that was there, and myself, and uh, he got pictures with us and put it out on his social media. Hmm. And uh, so that was fun. And then so that night, they'd had the after party over at the Five Points Center uh, in conjunction. So it was a cosplay after party in conjunction with uh, the Game On event, event, which is in conjunction with the Library Comic Con. Yeah. Kinda. So every, all they're all, they're all working to, together. All the, during the day, there was a Game On video game event there. Yeah. And then that night, so that night they did two contests. They had it was an after hours nineteen plus event. Uh, and it was the one contest was for to, to crown Barry's top cosplayer. Uh, the other one was for Barry's top gamer. And you could sign up. They had uh, they took like thirty spots to mm-hmm. sign up. Uh, it was free. Yeah. And you had the way they did it. You played five different games, and the top people with the top four combined scores. Um, played a round of uh, Smash Brothers on the big screen Oof. on the stage, and then whoever won was. The winner and got like uh, I think a gift card for uh, what's that retro gaming store? Oh, when um, we uh, did the uh, uh, Power Up Gaming. Yes, so they got some stuff from Power Up Gaming and other things. And then uh, I don't know the gentleman that won. I didn't catch his name, but uh, it, was, it was a good night. Everybody seemed to have fun. Who won the cosplay contest? Uh, the know? cosplay contest. I do know it was uh, actually someone that's been that the, the show knows. Um, it was Melissa. Oh, was, uh, who runs the, the Elmville. Cold Water? No, uh, Elmville. Elmville. The Elmville Street Sci-Fi Street yeah. Fest. Yes, um, I wrote. I, I put that in the message in our thread. Today. I'm not sure I know what her actual last name is. It's that's what I'm looking because I have it in the thread here. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't. Melissa. Sorry, Melissa, Melissa from Elmville. Melissa, yes. Yeah, so she had her own. Um, well, but she's she... well. She is a five hundred first member. You usually yeah. see her in uh, her imperial outfit. Uh, but she had a different Star Wars costume on, one that she had handmade, 
It was, uh, I guess, I'm assuming it was a Sith, uh, because she had a Sith holocron uh, with her and a lightsaber, and she was uh, all in blue makeup, and oh. uh, okay. hand handmade robes, like her outfit was all hand-stitched, yeah. and made by, by her. I always and... feel a little bit bad, because um, I've only seen her out of costume at Elmdale, and I didn't recognize her. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, usually she's, uh, what's the character's name? Price is what we've been seeing her as a lot from... Uh, yeah, Gov- from Governor? Yeah, from Rebels. Yes. So she's got a, a dark bob wig on, basically. And it's like, oh, that's not your hair at all when I started. It's, it's like completely different, which... Is, yeah. Well, that's good. But yeah, so she got crowned Barry's top cosplayer. <laughs> and fun? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I was working the front door uh, as uh, doing prop check. Yeah. Because uh, Ed needed someone to do that. So I Anybody bring to. in anything... No, the, yeah, the only props good. that came in were really with the with the featured cosplayers that I'd been hanging out with all day anyway. Yeah, so I knew their props were fine. Uh, there wasn't a large uh, like a large cosplay uh, turnout for the event. Oh, maybe there will was, be next time. But yeah, it was the first time it happening. Uh, actually, all in all, between the you know, for the whole night, there was uh, about 100 people came through the door, which was uh, more than I thought were going to be coming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. Like they they filled. I, I would actually have liked to have entered in the uh, video game contest to see how I would. would have oh, done. I would have been smoked at Smash Brothers. Well, that, that's but that's if you made it to the final. Oh, the there was games, stuff before were, it. Well, yeah, did, they did five different games. There was a pinball machine, like a pinball. Oh, was, so uh, it's like overall oh, yeah. skill, not just so in one. There was pinball. One. There was Mario Kart. There was uh, a Mortal Mortal Kombat, yeah. and a couple other games. Well, it might have been a Call of Duty. Uh, I would have smoked else. pretty badly then. And then, so you combine score, and it yeah. took the top four well, to do Smash Brothers. And from the looks of when they did the top four, though, those guys, I don't think many of them had a lot of Smash Brothers experience, experience. either. <laughs> Except for maybe the guy that won. But. Yeah. It's, uh, the, uh, when Seth Rollins won on Up, Up, Down, Down, that was the game he won at. Oh, and it? it was obvious he's like me. He had no clue what he was doing in that game. None. But he still managed because, to win. But he managed to win by accident. Because nice. it's, it's, to me, it's a button masher. I know there's oh, like skill oh, there's, to yeah, it. Yeah, even, kind of, well, it's just like any fighting game. There's and, ways to do things, but, but I have no idea I have what no they idea are. What it is. Cool. Yeah, so that's what I did over the last couple weeks. Nice. Yeah. I didn't do much. Yeah. Played a lot of Borderlands 3. Yeah. We were playing some Apex. Ooh, Apex. the new map came out today. Yeah. But we're not going to play today and we're not going to play tomorrow. Mm, Thursday. Maybe, maybe Thursday? But, uh, yeah. So, um, before we end off, so this is, an, this is something that's been, I've been thinking about for a while because I brought it up on our thread a lot. Um, so, Mr. Dave Batista is looking to do a solo comic book movie. Yes. Um, so he so presumably that puts Marvel out because he's already Drax and Marvel, and uh-huh. I don't think Drax is getting a movie. What comic book movie would you give Mr. Dave Batista if you had the money and the power? I think I've got a unique and interesting idea. Okay. So my thought is it because it also puts in his his acting chops a little bit. Uh huh. Is that Dave Batista stars in Sam Keith's The Max? Oh. 
Yeah, because he's a big, burly guy. Yeah. I don't know the maps. It's a weird, weird... It's very, very weird. He's basically kind of a homeless superhero with, like, a weird psychosis thing, kind of, but maybe not, where they go into a fantasy world. You may remember it had a cartoon as part of... uh, MTV Liquid Television. Yeah, where Aeon Flux came out of and the head, if you remember the head. No. Oh, the head was the head was either. weird, and I loved it. All those all those shows were really <laughs> odd but yeah. good. Yeah, but it's a it's just a, it's such a different concept for it. And uh-huh. as much as I don't have any interest in the Joker, I could see the Max being something that might get presented as a not a possibility after the Joker, assuming everything we've seen about this movie is correct. Mm. Because it's like kind of like a real world sort of version of it, and oddly, that's what kind of the Max is, other than he's in a giant purple, purple suit. That would be one one option I thought of. Okay, I've just thought of one. Okay, but it, unfortunately, it's not really a solo comic book movie. It's more another ensemble would piece. Would he be a lead in it? Yes. Okay. I would love to see him play Bigby Wolf in a Fables movie. Oh, yeah, he would be starring in that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a little bit taller than I would have thought that character would be, but he would yeah. still fit. And he's you know he the gruff detective, permanent five o'clock yeah. shadow. So. Uh, yeah, the gruff detective. He's sort of the lead investigator and everything weird that goes on. And he His gets voice is per- good fit for that. And he gets the hot girl at the end too. He ends up married Ooh. to Snow White. I like that better than mine. Okay, so yeah, and <sighs> Fables, and he could get like a whole series. Oh, there's a there's a hundred issues of Fables. It's uh, it's a great sh- series. I got. Yeah. I keep meaning to. I stopped reading it at a certain point because Jen hadn't gotten to the rest of the trades. Jen well, was buying them in trades. Yeah. And we have all of them. I just have to sit down and reread the first half. So the, the war to retake the homelands yeah. is in issue 75. And after that, the series just sort of fizzles out. But up to that point where where the, where the fables uh, start the battle to retake the homelands, mm. and when we learn who the, the great evil was. Yeah, because that, that's an amazing reveal. It's a nice reveal, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's when he brought in superheroes was kind of when I was like, oh, okay, I think we're stretching the, the uh, Well, further. he didn't really bring in superheroes. Well, not the ones we know. He... Yeah. yeah, there was a bit of a crossover too with the unwritten. Mm. Um, so yeah, it. Okay, I know, like your idea better yeah, than so mine. So Big B will sign on that one. Yeah, I like both of those ideas way more creative than mine. Like I just ended up ended up thinking when we first brought up the idea that it was like, okay, well, what kind of DC character could he be? So I like pulled out my DC encyclopedia and just kind of uh-huh. flipped through it real mm. quick and looked at a few and. Uh, the ones that I really thought, you know, maybe like, you know, especially with his build and the way they've been doing the building of the Justice League in those movies is, you know, he could play Hawkman. Yeah, Hawk, did, yeah I think you've mentioned that before. Yeah. Well, and that's we talked a, about this. I think a we little mentioned bit. my list off the air after the one episode where yeah. we thought about doing yeah. it. Well, Hawkman, Hawkman's a good choice, too. Yeah, and then my other one really that I thought might have been would be, and I think you mentioned they're doing a New Gods movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. or there's plans for new gods. No, yeah. it's in the for works. Him to be Orion. I could see that. He's, he's again, got the, he's the, got the, the build. It's the the same. It's that 
And and in yeah. in his favor in that one, they wouldn't have to cover him up with makeup, like because he's just covered in tattoos, right? So Ryan, no, uh, Batista. Oh, Batista. So you wouldn't you wouldn't have to cover him up in makeup. You just put a red suit on him, yep. and you don't have to do as much work. Yeah. What about Kilowog? The Green uh, you Lantern. Know what? I could see that. He's not getting a solo movie <laughs> no. out of it, but yeah, Kilowog wouldn't be. When I was thinking voice. of DC characters that he could play, yeah, like but anybody could be Kilowog because it's just a voice. They've already done Kilowog too. Right? Well, and mocap at this point, right? Yeah. It is, it's, it's. I still like one of the animated versions. Henry Rollins does Kilowog. Oh yeah, and it, it's pretty perfect. But yeah, I could see him as Kilowog. What about Midnighter? Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Who do you get to play Who's him Midnighter? Um, from the Authority? He is. Um, <laughs> Gay Batman. Yeah, that's how the character was first developed. As basically, uh, is uh, a Batman, gay Batman, Arc- and yeah. well, Batman and Superman as a gay couple because Apollo is basically yeah. Superman. His, yeah. Um, who do you get to play Apollo though? Because that's the to me that like you can't have one without the other. I know they've done yeah Midnighter series without him, but uh, Ryan Reynolds. That wouldn't be bad. Oh no, 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 no! Um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. He's got. Uh, he's got more of that angel kind of looking. Yeah, face. yeah. And or see or 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 uh, uh, the kid who played Baby Driver. Oh, Ansel. 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 Got and got. He got. It's, it's generic white boy number three. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got a pretty boy face. Yeah, I could see him. Yeah, that that could work. Um, it's a bit it, young. It would also be that'd be a, a bit of a, a test on. All, I guess do you do that as part of an authority movie though? Mm, let's make a Midnighter and Apollo movie. movie. Just the the two of them roaming the countryside, beating people up. Yeah, that's not a bad choice either. <laughs> but I think I think your choice of fables. Fables, is the, the one. So uh, Dave Batista, uh, because we know you listen to the show and you're yep. a loyal listener. Um, if you were to do a comic book movie, we are suggesting that you uh, try and get them to make uh, fables, and that you play Bigby Wolf in it, and you would be awesome in it. Yeah. Assuming the Gears of War movie doesn't happen. Who would play Snow White? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't read Fable, so I don't so Snow White in the she's the deputy mayor of Fable Town. She's sort of a no nonsense uh, girl with uh, with a sister who's like a layabout. Red, uh, Rose Red is her layabout sister. Mm. So if you were gonna cast uh, maybe like someone like Elizabeth Olsen, or... yeah, actually I could see her doing it. Um... I'm also trying to think of who you cast as Prince Charming. Oh, oh, uh, Prince Charming. Um, what's his name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill would be actually really good. He's sort of done it already. Because Prince Charming in the Fables universe has been married to all the princesses. That's he's, why he's always named Prince Charming because it's the same dick. Exactly. And, everything. <laughs> and he basically marries them, takes all their money, and then leaves. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that it's it always amazes me that that's never gotten off the ground. Well, I think I think they started to try to get it off the ground, and it then was, Once Upon a Time came along. Yeah, but the weird thing was is they were both ABC at ABC yeah. at that point. Yeah, and for some reason they decided. Well, I guess probably. Well, because they could use the Disney library yeah. for Once Upon a Time, 
and it, it's but it still surprises me that nobody's really gone after it since. Yeah. Other than there was a good video game out of it, like yeah. it's a, like almost I, like a point and click. Yes, game. I played that. Uh, after Sandman, Fables is my favorite Vertigo book. Yeah, and oh, and that seems to be slowly moving forward too. Uh, the Sandman, the on, Sandman uh, on Netflix. Netflix. Neil Gaiman did a little bit of an update that like it's it's still being worked on, and but yeah, the, 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 there was especially that heyday of Vertigo. There's so much good shit in there. It's, yeah. Sandman and uh, and, well, you kind of get two waves of it too, because that wave that has fables and has um, unwritten. Why the last man? Why the last man? Which Which is another show that's been slowly. They've got that cast, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's got to be in the works there. It's on Showtime, I think. I want to say so. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Invincible cartoon that's supposed to be coming out. There was a true one, too, that seems to be... I I haven't heard any update on it, and I assume it's just dead in the water at this point. Yeah, I know. Which is too bad, because it it had a good voice cast. was great. Chu was a great book, too. It was um, the guy who... uh, What's his... I think his name's Steve Yoon from... From Walking Dead? It was going to be Chu. And... um, the 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 food critic, his kind of girlfriend, was going to be Felicia Day. Uh, uh, we're doing voiceovers. It was going to be totally animated. Go, it might still be in the works. Animation can take a long time yeah. sometimes, but going, I haven't heard anything about it. And probably going back to Bautista for a minute, he appeared in the last episode of What We Do in the Shadows yeah, that I saw. He did that for like scale. Because he like Taika Waititi or yeah, he basically um, I I heard him on a podcast and he was talking about like he's got a good sense of how to try and further his career and part of it is uh, working with good creative people yeah and he's been looking for a way to get into Taika Waititi's camp for lack of a better term for a while. And like, just like, hey, if you, because he likes his stuff too. He's like, well, it's good, it's funny, I, it's something new for me. Like, whenever you have something for me, and they called him, well, I want to say he, he was filming Stuber or something yeah. at the Didn't time. He say his friend, the there was a a, uh, a woman who's friends with that was filming that show. Maybe I don't and know. And he was talking to her, and then, and he's like, oh, he wanted to get involved. Yeah, and they found a way to. Bring him in for like yeah, and he flew in for yeah, and he doesn't have fangs in it because they didn't have time to get him fit for them. Yeah, like because they needed him like two days before, and he's like, I could come this day, and they're like, okay, well, you're not gonna have fangs, and he's like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he plays a character. You know how most vampires are like. There's a, uh, his partner is Vasilica the Defiler, <laughs> right? but he's just Garrett the Vampire. That's his name, and he is he's been arrested by the Vampire House Council for turning a baby into a vampire. But he was framed. So, yeah, I I love that. And it's the same episode that also has Taika Waititi, Jermaine Clement, Tilda Swinton, Evan Rachel Wood, Danny Trejo, Paul Rubens, Wesley and Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Yeah, yeah, so, he, I've so seen he that. Shows up as part of the council. No, like, no, they the the three vampires think he's the leader of the council because they put the, they get put into a room with him, and it turns out that he's been waiting for over eighty years for the verdict. His his trial. He's been sitting in this room for eighty years. <laughs> yeah. So let's go with fables fables there you go fables and when it there. D- dave Stands. again we we know you're a big fan yep. if big this fan. happens 
We're not asking for money. A, tr- a visit to the set. Visit to the set and an interview. We'll we'll sit down and talk to you about all the cool shit that you're into that we like to. So that's it for this episode. Um, next episode, I don't Did you do nerd picks before we sign off. Yes, but what uh, Joker? Think... Joker comes out this weekend. I don't think I'm going to get a chance to see it this uh, weekend. He's gone to the cottage all the uh, Jen's dad had uh, um, had uh, minor surgery, so we're going to go and visit him. Um, but uh, yeah, but there's bound to be something though. As, I'm sure we'll come um, up with something. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed some of the little specials we've put out. Um, there is going to be. I'm trying to think of what order they'll be coming out. Um, this week, um, there is a conversation with myself and Jay Fosgett talking about Dark Crystal because nice. he is the biggest Jim Henson fan that we know, and uh, he's a good guy. So. And uh, I hope that you liked uh, the special that I put out last week of this episode, where it's uh, my panel from uh, Fan Expo with uh, the gentleman who draws Black Sad. The the audio was good enough, so uh, putting it out there, I, <laughs> wibbly wobbly, timely wimey for us tomorrow for uh, them last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, oh yeah, I loved it. <laughs> So, to finish off this episode, Geek Picks. Who wants uh, to go first? Well, I will, because uh, before Geek Picks, I'm going to do some Shameless Shell promotion with a contest. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, um, my improv troupe, oh, the old dancehall players, is doing a Halloween-themed improv show on Saturday, October 26th, in Aurelia at the Geneva Event Center. Um, I have two tickets that are available uh, to anyone who is listening to this who can make it to Aurelia on that evening. Uh, normally the tickets are $20 a piece so it's a pretty good uh, little prize that I can offer here uh, all you got to do is uh, on the th- on the Facebook posting for this episode say that you've heard it and want to uh, want the tickets or send us a Twitter message or just send us an email uh, Brent runs down all of those how to get in touch with us at the end of every episode so you'll hear that I will on uh, let's see here so that's the 26th of October is the show uh by the uh let's say get it in by the 23rd and of october i will make a draw from all of the entries and i will contact the winner via internet means so uh it should be noted you have to get yourself there if you are an international listener like our listener in russia we cannot fly you we do not have that kind of money no we do love you if you want to fly yourself, let, you, like, yeah. let, let us know. No purchase necessary, uh, blah, blah, blah. Still skill testing question, maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii, the freak states. Right. And something, Actually, something, something about Quebec. Yeah, usually Quebec's not part of these contests either for some reason. But anyway, yeah. So if you want a couple of tickets to a very funny improv show that I shall be co-hosting... Um, Get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or good old-fashioned email. Reach out. Let us know you're out there. Now, Geek Picks. Um, I found a couple of new um, game apps for my iPhone that um, I think are fun. One is a Funko Pop... Uh, match three game which is quite a long a lot along the lines of the disney emoji app but instead of emojis it's 
Funko Pops and you're trying to collect all these Funkos. They've been doing a lot of different Funko vi- games lately. I got yeah. a, an email today for some new uh, themed Funko board games. Harry Potter one. Yeah, and they're, uh, they've, and they, they've also sort of taken over the how Lego Star Wars, how they used yeah. to do those silent yeah. kind of cartoons. Yep. They're doing those with Funkos. Now. Yeah, so the Funko Pop... Um, match three games called pop blitz um it's just fine it's mindless it, if i want to need to waste five minutes i'll play pop blitz i think my two characters that i use are um uh is it grace from jurassic world characters uh, you use, right? the, the, well the each different characters have different powers so when you play uh with with grace as your character uh, when her power up happens, a meteor shower happens and takes out a bunch of things. And then all the dinosaurs become extinct. And the other character I use is Shrek. Uh, okay. Other characters that are available are include Dracula, like the Universal Monsters. E.T. is in there. A lot of the Jurassic Park characters. So hmm, cool. Yeah. So that's fun. The other um, the other app that I have started playing is Mario Kart for iOS. Oh. But yeah, it Kart. just came out this week. Okay. It's really fantastic. Is uh, it a free game or is it an Android? It is a free game. Okay. Uh, you have to have a Nintendo login to play. Uh, okay. So you've got to sign up for a Nintendo account if you don't have one. But then you can play against your friends. And it's fun. It's Mario Kart on my iPhone. I might try that out. I remember hearing about it a little while ago. I didn't realize it was out yet. Yeah, it just came out last week. Um, I was... And browsing through the app store and it, it came up and I'm like, oh, I'll try that. And it's quite fun. You just got to get used to swiping to control the, the, the Mario Kart. Yeah. Not mm. having that tactical, yeah. Tactical feedback. So, yeah. So those are my uh, geek picks. Cool. Brian. Uh, okay. So my geek pick, I stumbled across a movie the other day on Netflix. Uh, I was trying to just find something different to watch. Uh, I think it was last weekend. And uh, when I was lying on the couch with a sore neck. And I found this movie. It came up as like a 98% match. So I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot, Netflix. And it was called Time Trap. And I'm like, okay. It sounds familiar. Um, I'm assuming it was like... A, like I, I, so I watched it. I watched it and I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, I haven't bothered to do any research to look it up to see anything about it. Okay. I'm assuming it, it there, no, no theatrical release from this movie. This is like a uh, a made for TV or like a straight to DVD type movie. But uh, it, the story so there's this um, adventurer archaeologist, you know, professor archaeology, who has been searching for this cave where these hippies went missing. And it's like and, you know, nobody could ever find them and stuff. So he finds he thinks he found it. And he was going to get a student to his two prize students to go with them, but I guess had issues with the one guy and decided no, nope, I'm just going to go by myself. Goes off on his own, but then they decide they're going to go find him because they haven't heard from him in like a, a, like a day or so. And we all find out that the reason that he's looking for this is it turns out the hippies were his parents, and they disappeared when he was young. Uh, so it turns out this cave. Uh, there's some kind of anomaly or something going on that when you enter them, once you get so far into the cave, time progresses slower in the cave than it does outside mm-hmm. the cave. Uh, in the end, you find out that it all has to ties in to do with the fountain of youth. And, 
there's some interesting little twists and turns and that's cool. I w- I took the liberty and looked it up for you. Yep. Um, are the actors in it, the two main people, are like related to famous people you know, basically. Oh. Um, the guy who played Hopper, okay, is a Wilson brother, as in Owen and Luke. He's the third brother, apparently. You know Owen and Owen Wilson. Okay, who's Hopper? Which one was I it? don't know. I haven't seen the movie. You tell me. Oh, you said Hopper, and I thought of, I thought you were talking about Hopper from uh, Stranger Things. I'd have to oh. see the picture to know which one. He's the archaeology professor. Okay. Which, I went to him. the Hopper from A Bug's Life, oh, the, the grasshopper yeah. that's trying um, to tick over looking the... Looking at him, you wouldn't think he was an Owen. No, because it showed uh, a picture. I'm like, he's one of them? Yeah. Really? But you see him with like, long hair and a beard, too. So Yeah, well, that's the picture. Also, he looks I didn't like know a, there was a third. Yeah, and the picture of him looks like Tyler Maine, the guy who played Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the girl who played Kara, if that helps you, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. There's two, there's two like, w- women, girls that are on the same age in it. Um, I don't know which one was She's which, one but... of the friends that goes to decide to look for yeah. the archaeology. Well, yeah, like I said, there's yeah. totally, there's I don't think she's the like, main one. There's a total of but, uh, five main people. It's a very small movie. She is the daughter of Kathy Lee Gif- Gifford. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Her and Frank Gifford, apparently. Uh, what's her name? What's her first name? Um, she played Karen in the movie. No, no, what's her, the actress? Cassidy is, Gifford. Cassidy, as you say, she used, is the daughter of I used former... To watch uh, live with Regis and Kathy Lee yeah. as a kid, like yeah. growing up and yeah. stuff. So and, you yeah. know, and she'd always drag out the picture. You know, hear about her bringing out the kids. And now for the she was born be, in '93. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. She's like, the, wow, she's okay. the younger sister of Cody. Yeah, who I remember being talked yeah. about. And uh, she's got a bunch of half siblings from her dad's first marriage. Yeah, so she's the younger of the two kids. But yeah, I just. That's interesting. Useless, useless information. Well, like said, it wasn't a straight... It was like, yeah, it was like, yeah. it's totally like a B movie. Everyone, every no, once in a while you find those. I yeah. remember watching a Delta Force movie, like, not one or two, so it didn't have Chuck Norris in it, but it had his son in it, and, like, a bunch of other, like... Other like, it was, like, Lee Marvin's grandson or nephew or something, and... But, uh... Yeah, like, it's not, you know, for what they do with it, and it being, like, yeah, it's a small, contained little movie. Uh... It was interesting. I, you know, I, I think it was only like an hour and a half. Cool. I enjoyed it. Awesome. So, um, the day before we recorded, this was apparently one of those international days, and it was International Podcast Day. Oh, I heard so, about that. So, uh, I thought I would take this moment for my geek pick to uh, suggest the podcasts of uh, friends of ours. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, first off, there's uh, our friend uh, Jason Agnew, who hosts radio shows on uh, News Talk 1010. Yep. He also has a podcast called Sunday Night Main Event that's about the wrestling. Um, there is also, in that same vein, uh, our friends John and Way, who have had me on their show. Uh, they have their post-wrestling network, because mm-hmm. they've got a whack of shows now. Um, there's also our good friend Nate Milton has so many shows, so many shows, including the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, Kings of Sport. He's part of the Black Lightning podcast. He's he's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, he also is a commentator for a football team in his neck of the woods, like like college football. Okay. Hmm. Um, 
And uh, there's also Jason over at an elegant weapon. There's the five-ish fangirl. Yeah, Rachel and the girls over there. And so, like, all of them, like, uh, just if you go to our Twitter, I, I pimp them all out. Oh, that sounds bad. I, I, I promote them. You promoted, promoted them, yes. Promoted all of them. You can find links on there to get, to lead to theirs. Uh, Scrump, who hosts the Pro Wrestling Tees podcast, is a listener of ours, apparently. It's... Yeah, it's that's the one thing I like about podcasting um, is we're we're all friendly with one another for mm-hmm. the most part. I haven't found jerks. Oh well, except for the guys at Geekar. Yeah. They're they're well, they're they're not jerks, but I'd like to think they are. Well, the the, the guys from Geekar and and the guys at Composers because they've name dropped me three times now and haven't invited me to be on the episode. That's right, Alex. I'm calling you out. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a Alex who used to chime in for our Star Trek podcast. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast about uh, film scores, ah. and it's actually really good. Like, I'm not just saying that because he's a buddy of mine. I, I really enjoy it to the point where, like, I end up texting him after I listen to an episode to either complain or agree with something he said on the episode. Uh, they have a. If if you're very curious about our, our friend Alex, um, go to YouTube and look up composers Hans Zimmer, and watch an animated bit from one of their shows, and that will huh. probably sell you on the podcast because it's quite funny. So next episode we will be back with uh, something Stuff. probably. I'm sure one of us will go see Joker. Oh, within the next two weeks, I would think so. Um, beyond that, that we're, we're starting to get into. There's starting to be movies again for us to go see. So, um, yeah. So, good, good. Lots of TV shows are starting their fall oh, yeah. season. All, uh, all, all the CW stuff is starting this week. So you know we'll have a lot to talk about and look forward to. And everything's uh, coming back. Yep, and um, Jen and I the afterwards are going to Chicago for basically a week. Chicago! So, so I'll, I am supposed to be guest starring on somebody else's podcast while I'm down there. Nice! Perhaps, oh, did you finalize that? Uh, yeah, more or less. It's you just times. Per- you got Jen's permission she to do that? found a yarn store. You've got a couple of hours. What you're saying is you're letting Jen be... A- Unsupervised in a yarn store. Yes, but she's being letting me be unsupervised in a wrestling T-shirt store. So (laughs) it's mutually assured destruction. I believe the term is. But uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Who knows? Maybe there'll be something in between. If Ryan and I get a good haul on Friday, you never know. You never know. But uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye. See ya. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.